Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Zendaba. Do you know how many years I've been waiting for this boy? He would have been like, God, this whole thing of me offering your son is not a problem. Just first give me like 10, then I'll give you one of them. <laughs> Jericho was the first city. God told Israel, do not touch anything in Jericho. Everything in Jericho is mine. Don't touch it. Why, why was God adamant about Jericho? What was wrong with Jericho that wasn't the issue with the other cities? Why is it that in all the other cities they could have whatever they wanted, but Jericho, don't touch the gold, don't touch the animals, everything is mine. And of course, one clever young man said, no, 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 no. Me, God, God can say what he wants. Me, I also have my way. It didn't end very well. Solomon's a thousand offerings were his first order of business when he became king. The Bible says he went up there on the, on the altar where they offered offerings and he, Solomon offered 1,000 offerings. And that night the Lord came and said, what do you want? Onjagazachi. Some of us have very long prayer lists. We're always telling the Lord things. The Lord has never come to us and said, what do you want? But he's a good father. Ask yourself, why isn't he asking me? You don't know the principles. Now he loves you. His love for you is endless. But he loves you so much so that he will not allow you succeed the wrong way. You know, a loving parent doesn't reward a bad word was about to come out. If you're a loving parent, you can't reward idiocy. You, you get what I mean? Because then the child will think, oh, the way to succeed around this home is to be stupid. No. You, every time you let them get the consequences of their decisions. That's how you parent. Yeah. You want to go to bed at 11 p.m.? Cool. But the time to wake up is 5 and you're going to go to school. So you choose whether you want to sleep at 7, 11, 2. You, the choice is yours. But the waking up time, no choice. It's called consequences. That's parenting. Yeah. Otherwise, if you start trying to... Yeah. That's parenting. You, you, if you don't control your resources well, you're going to be in need. Now, if you're a parent and you're still coming to your 30-year-old and continuing to subsidize their rent and food and... That's bad parenting. We have to know that maturity is you do the right thing, you get the 
results. Heaven does not reward bad behavior. Some people's interpretation of grace is that they think heaven rewards bad behavior. No, that's not grace. Grace is we love you so much we cannot let you get the wrong ideas in your head. Am I making sense? I need to finish. The church gave everything in the book of Acts. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. Oh, thank you. Honor the Lord with your... Uh, let's read together. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your bands be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Honor the Lord with your... What's the next word? And with the what? Scripture talks a lot about honoring God. This is the only one I know of so far which shows you how. You don't honor the Lord by singing a song that talks about honoring the Lord. We honor you, O Lord. We honor you, O Lord. No, 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 no. There was a young man who came to Jesus doing that and he said, go sell everything and come follow me. Like, chikafue. Jesus knew exactly where the honor lies. It's in the wallet. Not on the knees. Honor is not in lifted hands. It's not on bend, bended knees. It's, and I know this is wrecking some of your worlds right now. Honor is not in all the stuff Baloko they do in church. It's in the wallet. Because there is a reward. And your bands will be filled with plenty of vats will overflow with wine. Let me tell you, if indeed what we think honor is, is what we are doing, why aren't our bands being filled with plenty and our vats overflowing with new wine? Because you can tell the result, you can tell the seed from the fruit. We can tell the Abel's, oh, come on. Don't shut me down. This, I told you this first session I will be preaching or something like that, teaching. So I expect some sort of response. Like, I need to know if you're still alive. Are you getting this? Honor is not in lifted hands and bended knees. Honor is in the wallet. Honor is in the bank account. Even Jesus knows it. That's Jesus' level of good, 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 good master. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? No one is good. You're calling me good. I'm not good. I'm God. Now let me show you what true worship is. Go sell your stuff. Come follow me. He's like, no. What? What? Now some of you, God hasn't even told you to sell everything. He has just told you to give the tithe. And you've discombobulated, you've written articles, you're in total riot, you've stopped attending church because they asked you to give a tithe. Tithe is 10% of your increase. the first fruits of all your increase. 10%. Can I tell you which 10% it is? The first 10%, not the last 
Tithe is not when you've paid the landlord, you've bought the food, Umeme is taken care of, water is paid, school fees is paid, and then like, there is God. I told you I'm, I'm starting with the offensive parts. Because I just realized that this fear of offending people is robbing people of their destinies. So I would rather offend you and secure your destiny than be nice to you and you just become useless. Just help me verbalize this to your neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, tithe is the first 10%. Ah, yeah, yeah. First Corinthians fifteen twenty. Why are these things important? No, no, no. First, give me Genesis fourteen. Genesis fourteen eighteen to twenty. Together, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God the Most High, and he blessed him and said, "Together." Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. This is the first time we see the word tithe in the Bible. Abraham. How did Abraham know that this is how you respond to the blessing? Tithe does not get you to be blessed. Forget that other problematic stuff. No, no, no. You're already blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are already blessed. Do you see what the man is telling Abraham here? Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Do you know who the possessor of heaven and earth is, is there? It's Abraham. It's not being told he's the possessor of heaven and earth. Okay. Are there people here? Let me tell you something. God is already the possessor of heaven and earth. God does not need Melchizedek to to bless him, (laughs) to make him a possessor of heaven and earth. In the beginning was God. Anyway, if we just follow the English, it says, and blessed be God. So if the possessor of heaven and earth was God, there's no need for saying, and now, and blessed be God. And because you're Abraham's seed, you are heirs of heaven and earth. That's why he says that your, your inheritance is in heaven. But also he says that the blessing of Abraham was that he would inherit the earth. That would be the heir of the world, Romans 4.13. So because you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, you're heirs according to the promise of the inheritance of both heaven and earth. That's why he has made you sit together with him in the heavenly places. Amen. And what's Abraham's response to this pronunciation of the blessing? He doesn't fall down and start singing songs. I honor you, Melchizedek, the priest forever. Which priesthood is Melchizedek? The new covenant priesthood. Hebrews 7, 8. So when you see Melchizedek and you see tithe in the same picture and then you say tithe is of the old covenant, I don't understand your capacity to read English. Especially when you see bread and wine there. 
This is my body that's broken for you. This is my blood of the new covenant that's shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Bread and wine, communion, last supper, new covenant, Passover. Are we are together. Now I told you there are eight. This is only the first one and you're getting quiet. So I don't know what to do with all of us. But let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish the essence of why the principle of fasts is important and why I started with it so that if you learn nothing else, at least you go with this one. God built us a house for three million shillings. I can tell you it's a good house. Three. So we didn't have any plans of building a house. Look, when we looked at ourselves, we were like, you, Ari Nange. <laughs> like you don't even ask yourself those questions because it is so far out. You know how you don't want to disappoint yourself so you don't think about certain things? Yeah, you're like, when your church members come and just start testifying how the Lord is helping them build you, yeah, you're happy for them. I'm happy for you. God for you. You're building. Awesome. Awesome. Let's give thanks to God. You're just, but for you, you're like, yeah, yeah, oh wow, those people who build. But the gain of it is not the important thing. See what's part about this. But, okay, let's read together. First Corinthians 15 20, together. Whew. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The principle of the first fasts and first fruits points to Christ. Every time you give a tithe, you are acknowledging God's giving of the first fruit. God, God didn't say, oops, humanity has sinned. I have one son. Let me first have another whom we can send to die just in case they don't resurrect. No, he gave his only begotten. But see what happens in Romans 11, 16 together. For if the first fruit is holy, the lamp also is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. In other words, what the first fruit does, it, it sanctifies the rest of it. Just like Christ sanctifies the rest of us. Do you know how you gained your salvation? Not through your own holiness. No, no, no. If Christ is holy, you just show up by faith. You're rendered righteous, holy, blameless in Christ. Why? Because the first fruit is holy. Mm. I, you people, you understand these things, don't you? Yeah, you understand that you cannot save yourself from sins. You understand that you even tried, you even made promises to God and it didn't work. You went back to that same habit after even writing it down. Strike me with lightning the next time I look at pornography. And then you looked at it again. And lightning didn't come. And now you are wise enough to know it's not your own resolutions. It's the blood of the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world that makes you holy. It's the same principle. The first fruit is holy. The rest of it is holy. Whatever you give to God is holy. Because holy is set apart. Set apart for God's use. It makes the rest of it holy. 
The reason your money hasn't been going far enough is it's not sanctified. Because you're not saying, taking what belongs to God and giving it there to sanctify the rest. So you make a lot, but you can't account. Your pocket has holes. It's a sad affair. Friends, that's the principle of the fasts. Next slide. When we understand the principle of fasts, we practice honor. All right, I think I'm going to do this. So, let's look at the honor principle. The honor principle. Don't you feel like you've already got enough to go and work with? <laughs> the honor principle. Many scriptures teach honor, but one shows us how, and that's the scripture about possessions. We are going to revisit it. The Bible says, give honor to whom honor is what? What's the word? Due. Do you know when it's due? When they say it's due, it means bakubanja. Tell your neighbor, bakubanja. Bakubanja honor. Honor is due. Honor is not a... Look, due is when your landlord shows up and you need to pay the rent. The rent is due. You have no opinion in the matter. You can't start telling your landlord, landlord, I know that you want rent, but I have a different way of... I, I have my own way of thinking about this rent thing, by the way. There's a revelation I have about rent that you need to come in the house and we talk about you will be thrown out with your revelation because the rent is due. Twilight revelation, your Sasula rent. There are people to whom honor is what? Due. Olimo banja constantly. This honor is due. You will never out. Pray yourself out of the honor debt. You will never anoint yourself out of it. You will never understand scriptures out of it. It's always due. Honor is due to God, first of all. <laughs> I know this is looking like, really? I thought they brought us out here to teach us how to make money. Yeah, I need to first put your heart right. Money will destroy you if your heart is not right. You're not the first one we've seen money destroyed. We've seen many people destroyed by money. Yeah. A lot of people can handle failure. Very few people can handle success. Yeah. So, God is due your honor. Now, we already told you what honor is. It's not rolling on the floor in the overnight. Honor is in your wallet. So, in your mobile money. It's in your account. Your parents, if you have parents, even if you don't have, you come up with parents, are due. You're due their honor. And I'm going to show you that from teaching by Jesus himself. My friend, I'm determined for your success. There are some institutions 
that your honor is due. Government is one of them. Have you heard of the word tax? Government has figured out how to, how to take their honor without your consent. <laughs> the rest, they, 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 give, they let you be, operate in wisdom. These other ones, they're like, you don't want to walk in honor, we come in for you. Give me Proverbs 3, 9 to 10 again. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with wine. Let's focus on that verse 9. Honor who? The Lord with what? With your possessions. I don't need to emphasize this issue. Matthew 15. Now this one. Mm. The Bible says, honor your father and mother that it will be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. See what he says. Jesus is sparring with the Pharisees. Theological sparring. For God commanded saying together, honor your father and mother and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Are you there? Are you ready for verse 5? But you say, in other words, you, are, you have like a provision. And it usually happens to people who think they know the Bible well. Because these are the Pharisees. Everyone else knew what to do except the Pharisees. They knew how not to do it because of their understanding of Scripture. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, what's the next two words? Whatever profit. What do you think he's talking about when he says profit? You think he's talking about uh, uh, sending WhatsApp emojis of love your dad. Is that profit? You think he's talking about you going to spend time with them during the Christmas holiday? Is that profit? It's expenditure because now they have to figure out how to house you. Are there people in this house? Whatever what profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. In other words, yeah, if you make that arise and build pledge, God understands why you can't send something to your parents. That's why you have all that income. I know some people are being shocked into this right now. I'm, I'm really sorry, but there's no two ways about it. Verse 6. Then he need not honor his father or mother. In other words, not sending profit to your father or mother is not honoring, which is as good as cursing. Thus, you've made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. 
So you find that the word of God is not effective in your life. You read it, it says by his stripes we are healed. What's going on here? It's not effective. Why? You don't know how to walk in honor. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. What's going on? You're not walking in honor. For Moses said, Mark 7, together, for Moses said, honor your father and, your, and mother. Same conversation, different books. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Verse 11. It's too quiet, you people. I can't hear you read. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is Coban. In other words, I have a tithe number at church. How many of you know your generosity starts with the 90%? That's why it's 90%, not 20%. You're not debating, oh, now, Lord, I'm left with 20%. Cut if I give call my parents 10, cut how will we survive? No. Even God knows why he has broken it down that way. Coban, that is a gift to God. Then you no longer, what's the next word underlined? Let him do anything for his father or mother. Ephesians 6, 2 to 3. Honor your father and mother. This is Paul, the grace preacher. Some people think grace excuses them from godly principles. Some people think grace is a good idea. Now you can sleep with whoever you want. How dumb can you be and still breathe? Some people think... Okay. Ephesians 6, 2 to 3. Are we, are we there? I'm going to finish with something sensitive, so get ready after this scripture. But anyway, the grace preacher says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, verse 3, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. So whether you are legalistic or whether you are grace or you are extreme grace, you know nowadays they've created categories. I think I'm in the extreme grace category. But right now people are doubting it. Uh, honor. <laughs> honor is non-negotiable. To whom honor is due. God, parents, government, and wife. Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it honor for wife? It's not the other way. No, 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 no. Wives are supposed to submit to their husbands. Husbands are supposed to honor their wives. Volume. Tell your neighbor, Kameza.
Why do you think those non-believer men out there who really don't even know really what to do in their marriages somehow sustain their marriages using that kameza? And then believers who are in church are sad that they are the saddest couples you can ever find. And you're wondering, what's going on with these people? Kameza. Honor. Men, are we here? You didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Men have left the Financial Dominion Breakfast Group. It is required of men to take care of their wives financially. Required. Required. You can't be just having a fun at home while the, that babe is carrying the financial load of that household. Impossible. That's completely contra contradictory to, to order. Heavenly order. Yes, she can contribute. But it should be that if she can't contribute, it should still be okay. Yeah. So before you fall in love, get an income. I need to move on quickly. We are getting distracted. We have only covered two principles out of eight. You people, what's going on? Before you fall in love, get an income as a man. Ladies, you can fall in love anytime you want, whether income or not. But a guy, no. Love must be backed up with power. Financial power. Mm, I'm telling you, these things are for real. Me, I'm a pastor. I'm telling you, I know the things that come to my office. Biva wobli chisera awao. I mean, just go work and take care of the lady. All right. When honor goes up, blessing comes down. The blessing principle. The Lord is going to help me to finish. Is this good? Just check with your neighbor if they feel this is helping. Those online, please. Keep writing in. Let us know if this is helping. The blessing principle. The blessing brings, watch this. The blessing brings a supernatural dimension to natural systems and processes. The blessing doesn't work out, outside of the natural systems and processes. It works with the natural systems and processes, but it brings a supernatural dimension to those systems and processes. Adam was blessed, Abraham was blessed, Isaac was blessed, Jacob, Joseph, Jesus. Those who are in Christ are already blessed, but they don't always walk in the blessing. How do I know? Evidence. 
Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So are you blessed? Yes, I am blessed. And if you are not in Christ, I would seriously ask you to consider the option. And Proverbs 10, 22 says, just to confirm the blessing principle, the blessing of the Lord makes one what? Rich. And adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord doesn't make you average. It doesn't make you broke. It doesn't make, it makes you rich without the sorrow of looking for money in the world until you, you look like you, you, you've washed your face with lemonade. In other words, when you're blessed, you're both rich and happy. Many times, you see, the, the poor people of the world, they like to say, the rich also cry. Because the, <laughs> the experience is that rich people are usually sad. But if you're in Christ, you can be rich, healthy, and happy. In fact, let me even turn it around and say, you can be wealthy, healthy, and happy. That's a good state to be in, my friend. Wealthy, healthy, and happy. Just help me tell your neighbor, neighbor, I am wealthy, healthy, and happy. Anyway. I need to hurry. Genesis 26, 12 to 14. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13, my, one of my favorite verses in the whole of the Bible. The man began to prosper. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants so the Philistines envied him. Here is how you know you're blessed. There's envy. Envy from where? The world. Forget this petty envy in the church. Someone has a new dress and then people are uh, whatever. Like dress. We are talking about cities here. But let me ask you, why isn't the world envying the church right now and yet we are blessed? We haven't figured out how to turn the blessing into finance because we don't operate the principles I'm sharing with you here. We are of another kingdom, but we are trying to operate the Babylonian system and we think you will succeed in Babylon with Babylonian systems. My friend, you first, those guys, they first had to jump to eat the king's meat. That's how they succeeded. You go into the system, you eat the king's meat and you think you will succeed. No. Genesis 30, 27. And Laban said to him, this is Laban talking to Jacob, please stay 
if I have found favor in your eyes. Now imagine this is your boss telling you, eh? After you've worked like for 14 days, yes. Please, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience, I have learned by looking at the profit charts, the sales projections. I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. The Lord has blessed me because you're here. That's how powerful the blessing is. Now, for those who are, thank you for that clap. For those who are not familiar with the story, Jacob didn't really get this blessing the legal, proper, nice way. Like he did very unchristian things to get it. And the only reason he got away with it, he wasn't a Christian. <laughs> you guys, I can't even get you to laugh. Don't let the whole financial thing weigh so heavily on you. Maintain your levels of joy. You're going to need it. When we start doing net worth and all those things, you will need your joy with you. I guarantee you. So don't lose it early. He lied. He, he, he got it the wrong way, man. It didn't stop it from working. It still worked. I've learned by experience the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Genesis 39 5, together. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Now, I don't know if you work somewhere, but you could say, and the blessing of the Lord was on, say, your business or wherever you are, for my sake. Is this working? Is it working? Looks like I'm out of notes. Is it a sign? That we need to stop? Anyway. These are, how many have we looked at? Two? Three. Three. First, honor, blessing. I'm sure you're already blessed. You feel like I can work with this. Now, let me rush through the rest. Next is the wisdom principle. Let me remove that clip. The wisdom principle. When Solomon asked for wisdom, he ended up getting everything. Why? Wisdom is a principal thing. In all you're getting, get wisdom. Now you know in Christ, Christ has become our wisdom, our sanctification. Give me the next verse. It says, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. This is God talking to Solomon. And then he said, uh -huh. and I will give you together riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. 
When the man asked for wisdom, he got everything else. At what point, Solomon's daily supply, daily supply, those who remember, you can remind me, were about 6,000 kilograms of flour, 10,000 kilograms of fine flour. How, how many cows? There are two types. I know, I know Angela is checking. Can you come and help me? Yeah. This is what we talk about when we say we are looking for rich people to occupy the kingdom of God. This is the dimension we are talking about. We are, talking about the, we are not talking about the new dress here. 6,600 dry liters of flour, 13,200 dry liters of meal, 10 fatted oxen, 20 oxen from the pastures, 100 sheep besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. That was the daily supply, watch this, not of the government, of his house. His household. Dr. Eunice, what kind of kitchen? Because you are the one in, in, in the kitchen business. What kind of kitchen can take 30 cattle and 100 sheep for sauce And eighteen thousand dry liters of flour, eighteen tons, eighteen tons. That's cooked daily, daily like this, daily. Really daily. Now, when you're the kind of person who has been educated to save for a rainy day, those kind of things are far out of reach. <laughs> Don't let your spirit get out of you. Like the Queen of Sheba. Stay intact. We are going to need it. Proverbs 3, 13 to 18. Thanks so much. For Proverbs 3, 13 to 18. Again, what does it say? Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. In other words, wisdom is better than money. She's more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot be compared with her. Length of days are in her right hand and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain May I encourage you to read one chapter of the book of Proverbs every single day for the rest of your life? It's very easy. Today is the seventh. You read chapter seven. It is arranged for that purpose. 31 chapters, one for every day of the month. For the rest of your life, you will be shocked at what happens to you. The vision principle. You cannot possess that which you cannot see. 
Abraham had to see the land in order to possess it. Everything on earth has existed twice. First in the creator's mind, then in reality. Wealth that shows up in your account before your mind will be lost quickly. <laughs> Money must first show up in your mind before it shows up in your wallet. Otherwise, it's going away from you quickly. David James, the former England number one goalkeeper, was selling his medals medals to survive. Do you know how much money people are paid to play in the premiership? Some people are paid as much as 300,000 pounds per week. Per week. That's about 1.5 billion a week, Uganda shillings. Now, if you make 3 million a month from your job, it's going to take you 500 months to make what that guy makes in one week, which is equal to 42 years of employment. These guys make it in one week, and then when they stop playing what? They, they sign for bankruptcy. 78% of all NFL players in the United States bank for bankruptcy two years after they stop playing. 50% of NBA. It's not the money. It's the mind. It's the mind. It's the mind. If you don't have a financially educated head, you're in trouble. You don't have vision. You can't see it. You don't have the right mindset. For as he sinks in his heart, so is he, says in Proverbs. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. What is light? Light is revelation. Revelation comes out of vision. If you can't see it, you can't prosper in it. Are you still with me? Oh, wow. This looks to be the same as the others. How many principles are those? <clears throat> Should we stop? You're sure? That no wasn't emphatic. <laughs> you think if it's net down, it's all being. All right, let's do this. I'm going to finish. Skip the power principle. Take me to the value principle. I'll just briefly talk about the power principle. People and resources gravitate towards spiritual power. It's as simple as that. Remember the Lord your God for it is who gives you power to get wealth. Power to get wealth. Not power to get broke. Not power to stay average. Power to get wealth. There is power. There is such a thing as power to get wealth. You can't seek God and be poor. Let's go to the value principle. The value principle. The law of value states that when value leaves you, value is coming back to you. This is a critical spiritual principle. When value leaves you, value is coming back to you. The law of income states that you shall be compensated according to the value that you bring to the market. So stop looking for money and start giving value. If you give value, you'll never 
ever have to worry about money. It's a principle. Just give value. And depending on if you, if you feel like you're being compensated very little money for the value you're giving, try and quit that job. Go somewhere else and see if someone else is willing to give you more. If no one wants to give you more, if everywhere else you go, they're even offering less, it means that you've estimated your value. So then what is your assignment? Increase your value. You can increase your value. Get educated. Get to be the person who knows every important thing about your field. If you're a doctor, don't end up just treating Vizimba. <laughs> yeah. The Ben Cousins of this world they're able to get tumors out of brains. My friend, they are not paid little money. Both the surgeon and the, and, and the butcher deal with meat, but they are compensated very differently. <laughs> it's about value. It's about value. It's about value. What is your value for the minute when you show up and you operate whatever your field is for one minute? How much are you paid? It's value. It's the value principle. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. He who has a slack hand becomes poor by the hand of the legion makes rich. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you shall find it after many days, says the writer in Ecclesiastes. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on all the earth. In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, whether both alike will be good. It's about value. When Donald Trump won the presidency in the United States, they had to audit the companies in which he was involved to make sure there is no compromise of his office as president. They found the man was invested in more than 500 companies. In other words, every day, any of those companies made money, he made money. 500. Have you ever been to, to, to ShopRite and, and you listen to those people checking out? The one at, at game, yeah? Yeah, uh, at the busy hour at around 6 p.m. when they are about 10 tellers and all of them every time you hear that sound the owners of ShopRite who do not stay in Uganda they are playing golf somewhere they've made money it's called value how frequently does your go off Is it once every 30 days? You have to wait for 30 days for beep. Then you have to wait for 30 days. The only T, T, T you're hearing is your yakamita. And you're not hearing anything. Say, hey, 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 value. Tell your neighbor, how often does your income bleeper go off? 
the reason the people in the village remain poor is because they are involved in agriculture and we are so lucky as a nation to be living in a place where we have rain twice a year. So they plant two seasons. So their thing goes off twice a year. So when an educated person like yourself goes into agriculture and you do the same I'm saying that because I did it for a few years, growing maize. Never made any money. Some people just, I'm, I'm also into farming. It's just a status symbol, but you're not making money, and you know it. Why? Because you're waiting for rain. Who waits for rain nowadays to be involved? You're waiting for rain. Do you know there is water underground? and you can get it anytime. And instead of planting two seasons, you can plant four seasons a year, all year round. You have understood the value principle. What value are you giving? That day you crack that code, you'll stop nagging your boss for an increase. Just deliver value until the clients just be like, oh my God. This girl is good at her stuff. One of my mentors, John Maxwell, I'm trying to grow into his shoes. He does the same thing that I'm doing for a living. He writes books and he speaks. Do you know his rate per hour? $65,000 per hour. After you've taken care of all expenses, fuel for his jet, whatever, hotel, ground transport, everything. He steps on 65,000 by the time he goes off, if it was one hour. If it's two hours, that's 130,000. Shake your neighbor, tell them value. The storehouse principle. The, let's finish. The storehouse principle. The storehouse is the storage mechanism or system for wealth. In the agricultural communities, there were, this was represented by a real storehouse. You had to have a storehouse where you keep your stuff. Now that we store money in currency instead of grain, this will be probably bank accounts or other investment vehicles. Do you understand the storehouse principle? Let's read the scriptures. Maybe they will help us understand it. Deuteronomy 28, 8 together. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you in the land which the Lord is, your God is giving you. Then he said, this is Elisha saying, telling the widow, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you've come in, and you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and point to all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Genesis 41, 56 to 57. The famine was over all the face of the earth and Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. How many storehouses do you have? If the Lord came today and he wanted to pour out a blessing, 
Where would he put it? The reason you don't make money in dollars is you don't have a dollar account. Why would God go to the bother of sending you dollars when you have nowhere to keep it? It's a storehouse principle. Now, some of you are probably not cracking this code. So let me re- reverse a little bit. If you are in the village and you have a harvest, what must you have to keep the harvest? Storehouses. Granaries. Do you understand? What happens when you don't have granaries? The harvest is wasted. What happens when you work day in, day out, and you earn money, but you don't have storehouses? The harvest is wasted. That's why we tell you, you must have an account where you keep 20% of all your income never to be touched. It is to be invested because that account is your storehouse. Kumbek with the last account you held was in Greenland Bank. <laughs> Over Tefe Trustee. <laughs> uh, do you have storehouses? Where do you invest your money? How many investment vehicles do you have? Those are the storehouses. The Lord will command the blessing on your storehouses. No storehouses! No blessing. Zero times 10 million is zero. I will stop here. I'm going to surprise, I'm going to surprise a friend of mine who I consider to be a leader in the body of Christ, Dr. Eunice Agbango, to come and just wrap up, just like three minutes of your reflection of what has happened. She's a doctor. She knows how to condense things. Yes. Yeah. You didn't see this coming. Either you or her, but you're in trouble. Let me even get out of here. <laughs> Let's welcome Dr. Ines to give us a wrap-up of our session. Madam, forgive me for, 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 for calling you up when I haven't paid. Sisters today, she's equal to the task. <laughs> because when we went home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you will pay. <laughs> you know, there are things that God has been teaching me in the, in the last three months about money. Things that I thought I knew, but then he's been reinforcing them. And I'm going to tell a story of a very good friend that I think probably one time she'll be able to come and tell. It's about that last principle that we've been talking about, storehouses. Most of us know Risco kids, those that have children. Uh, the couple, the owners of Risco kids are our very good friends. And they've been good friends for over 10 years. But for a long time, we've seen things happening in their lives and we've never really asked, 
how the things are happening. You know when you have that friend that is multiplying resources and things are happening and the only thing you do is praise the Lord with them and say, yeah, this is good, it's happening. You know, you go, I mean, these two are our very good friends that we have that WhatsApp group that is just us and them. When we visit, we'll go to church and we'll say, okay, let's do eight o'clock service and at 10 we'll just go to Kalinabiri to their home and sit and talk until like 10 p.m. And yet their finances have been multiplying over those years and we've never asked. But then she shared with me um, what they've been doing over the last eight years and I was shocked. Risco kids didn't start with a lot of money. But from the onset, they opened different accounts to put in monies for different things. I'm talking about people that have even decided that even for fees, they have an account where they put 15% for fees, whether it's holiday time or school time, whatever time of the year. So they get to that point in their lives where the money on the school fees account is too much, they can move school, they can pay lots of dollars for their children, and they can still stay with some money. The late Dr. Miles Munro said, ignorance and poverty are generational. And you know how they are generational? When you're poor and you can't afford to take your child to that school of choice, where they'll be able to get this, the kind of stuff that they should get, then they struggle like you. When you're ignorant, you can't tell your child these things. So it becomes a generational thing. The reason why most of us at 40 are seated here is because our fathers and mothers were ignorant. I'm sorry, I, I honor them. You understand? You did not see anyone saving. I mean, you used to go back to school with half fees and because they paid at the end of the time, you think it's okay. It's not okay. Because you want to go to Harvard and Harvard is not going to let you in on a quarter fees. So you can only manage that SS somewhere where they can write that cheat code, please allow. You know that cheat code, please allow. You know, <laughs> if in nursery school, if in nursery school your child has to be introduced to the head teacher, you have up to university. How many classes are those? So, we are talking about Risco kids just seven years ago, starting with one branch. The branch was in, in mid-city, mid-city complex in Chikuwo. And I remember my friend coming to the marriage cell and saying, we've opened a place in Chikubo and, you know, encouraging us to go to buy, but very many people in the cell were skeptical about going downtown. Exactly three months later, they opened a space in Equatorial. They did not source money from elsewhere to plant that location. And that is what shocked me. They have an account in their business called Business Expansion, they have another one called investment. Then they have another one called construction. Yes, 
I have the things on my WhatsApp. I can like show you the percentages. She sent me the percentages, brought a book. Before they introduced computers in their businesses, they had an exercise book. She can show you an exercise book from 2011, showing you per month these monies. The Bible says, he who gathers money little by little makes it grow. You see, if your method of paying fees is we eat all the money in January, February, then in March when the fees comes, we always pay, then we live on a shoestring budget. You won't manage to pay fees in the kinds of places where we are taking our children. If our children are going to find out how to go to the moon, they are not going to go to Chana Mukaka SS. You understand? Like, they are going to go to a place where someone has gone to the moon. Yeah. So that the person can tell them how to. They are not going to go to a place where someone read about it and tells the story. And so you have, the church has a problem. We, 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 we are containers of too much information and we do not do these things. And for me, that is my biggest problem with the church. We go to so many fellowships. We sit under so much teaching and we do nothing. So Risco Kids over time, when they started in Equatorial, it was as, no, this stage is big. It was like, like a half, okay? After about another six months, the money on the business expansion account had grown. Like when they are planting a new location, the business doesn't suffer. They don't say that we've pulled all the resources and put them there so we don't have money to run, no. And they expand based on the amount of money that is in that account called business expansion. And now what God is saying, because you see money is a spirit. It goes where it is appreciated and needed. You understand? So because of that, God has kept on increasing the account. So I remember after about six months, they told us that in Equatoria, where people keep closing shop because rent, 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 they broke a wall for them. Those of you who have been to Equatoria know that now it's some huge like supermarket thing. It wasn't like that when they first opened. The landlord just kept on breaking walls, breaking walls. I'm talking about people who can afford to pay rent for two years up front. So, Equatoria happened, still Brandon and I didn't ask. Hmm? We just were happy to be associated with guys who have something that is working. Like you're happy to come and sit at Worship Harvest and say, we have an international roof. Please, let us have an international roof in your house. Let us have an international business. Let us multiply this over. So before long, one time we are seated at their home and they say, you know what, guys? When the people, this, this lady that was working at Capital Shoppers that had a, a, a toy, kids toy shop, What's the name of that? They went to Acacia. They had a kids toy thing, yeah? Kids World, I don't, I don't know the name, but yeah. They had where Risco Kids, the ground floor, the one that is on the lower floor is. So when this lady shifts to Acacia Mall, they tell, a friend tells them, guys, there is this space. Can you take it? They didn't just make decisions far. You know some of us, because you have nothing, you just say, wow, you get excited, God has spoken. God speaks also based on some of the evidence of the things which are already there. So God spoke to them because he knew that the business expansion account has some resources. So someone tells them, this space has opened up. And then they're like, our customers in Tindachi, what, what, have been struggling to come all the way 
to town. So what do they do? They, they told us, we went to Capital Shoppers, you know, they, they told us how much rent it was and they wanted rent um, upfront for one year. We looked at each other and we said, sign the checks. They signed and paid the rent. They opened Capital Shoppers, the lower floor. It wasn't big enough. That is, the man prospered and prospered and continued. Do you understand? After about two years, they had to put another one at Capital Shoppers on the upper floor where they have only four babies. After about another year, they call us and they say, we need, we are buying land in Chira, where the Chira branch is. Now they are beginning to buy commercial properties. Okay? After another time, they open up the one in Kansanga. So right now, I mean, I can't even, I, I, I can't overemphasize. At that point, the way I was doing business is if I went into a new venture, the old one suffered. Because I would get all the savings and put them in that new thing. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. The problem is not God's. And the problem is not that we pray. You know, there was a time God told me, he said, Eunice, for praying, you're going to pray. For fasting, you will fast. But our kingdom, this kingdom, works on principles. So I don't care how much you fast. He said, I cannot bring, you can't wake up one morning and there is dollars on your bed. He said, I can't do that. I'm not a thief. There is a banking system. There is, I mean, let me say this. Even the miracle money or whatever that we believe for, it also goes where there is value. There are some people who attract a lot because the, the people who give you, give you also because you, there is some form of connection and value. And so someone sits on the other side and says, these things are not true. Like, I mean, like someone says, I'm also here believing for miracle money to pay my rent of six months. What were you doing the last six months? And then you quarrel on the page and you say these things are not true. Brother, sister, you were some, the rent was due in the first month, in the second month, in the third month, and now it's our problem that the miracle money to pay your rent in month seven has, has not come to you. God is not stupid. Tell your neighbor that God is not stupid. And God knows it that that level of stupidity, if he there does miracle money of rent for six months, Six months later, we are going to need more miracle money. God doesn't work like that. So for the sake of the church, he just doesn't give you. Because you'll embarrass us. You'll embarrass the body. <laughs> you know, Pastor Moses talked about the vision principle. You've got to see these things. Eh? You've got to see yourself. I had to start to see myself on platforms. I had to start to see myself talking to people. And then I had to start to see myself charging. I mean, the, last year when Cindy Trim came and they said she charges $9,000 an hour. I, I also saw people that, honestly, when I looked at myself, I'm like, but I'm better than that. I can do that. And these guys were charging $10,000 an hour. And then I said, but I can, do, I can do better than that. There is something inside me that is better than that. But you see, they've, they've, they've brought their offer on the table. For me, I thought humility was to tell people, it's okay. 
Whatever you want. Just give me some transport. Eh? Now, let me tell you, the worst thing is I was called to speak, and this is what jacked me out of my stupidity. I was called to teach at a place where I was told to be there at two. I had lunch. It was a day we were supposed to have lunch with my family, so I told Brand we need to be there. So we are rushing through the lunch and everything. And then we go, and when we get there, there is no one to receive me for starters, but then also the kind of activity going on, I don't understand. So I keep calling the person who invited me, they are not picking. But you see, because it's in Uganda, I know the country, you know, I, I just start following people, then I sit. Three, four, five. Eh? Nothing. Huh? And then, when there was a big man, like bishops, you know, eh? So when they come, the first thing they do, they, they call believers to give special songs. And you know, then people are singing, cast your burdens, what? They told me to be there at three, I was here at 1.45. And then, you know, they sing their things, they sing their things. And then, you know, they call Bishop Bichibo Nanga Bogera. And then after that, they say, we are going to cut our cake because one of the important people can't go before we cut the cake. I am seated there. And then when we are done, coming towards six, when they gave me the invitation, they told me I will teach for an hour and a half. Thank you. Are you, are you a prophet? So at coming towards six, they tell me, Eunice, you have only five minutes and just make sure it's quick, 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 quick. My husband has been packed outside there from four because I told him I'll be done by 3.30. Okay? So I'm there and then I have to rush through this. And when we were done, I was given a bowel, a, a, a swan, like a bowel of weight. As a gift, like that's how they repaid me. Bowel. <laughs> After wasting how many hours of my life? That is the day I drew a line in the sand because you might also have value, but you must also bring your offer to the table. So in the vision, begin to see yourself fully like where we're like this. Eh? Don't just see a little bit. Don't just see a little bit. That day I got out, I told my husband, I said, this is the last time I get a bauro. I cannot. I didn't even blame them much for the like. It was my fault. And I'm like, and what was I doing sitting there for all those hours? Like this? You think John Maxwell can come here and you still allow me to be on this stage and you be cheap? On the dot you start, on the dot you end, and you pay the bills. Like you can bring him on the Ugandan basket in souvenirs. Can you do that? Children of God, I need to just wrap this up, as I've been told. But the, the issue of systems and processes, that the blessing brings a supernatural dimension to natural systems and processes, is important. The systems and the processes. What are your systems? What are your processes? 
We should, we should not be happy when that thing goes off once a month. Like, like really? Mose, by the way, now, eh? I don't know. You just killed us. Like once a month. <laughs> once a month. I will, I, will, I will tell you that I have been poor before, real poor. And there is nothing good about poverty. There is nothing good about poverty. You can have good intentions. I had good intentions about taking care of my parents. I had good intentions about honoring my parents. But I realized that an intention is just an intention. Let me tell you, when we visited this couple, one time they told us to go with them to the village, our friends. They had shopped for their parents a lot of stuff. But what shocked me is my parents had had a car that was grounded in the garage for about three years. Like could we afford to repair the thing? But both my parents could drive. And then we reached the village in Tororo. And their mother, who couldn't drive, had a brand new car parked there. And they told us, when mommy wants to be taken to town, someone comes and drives her. Yeah. I sat in the bedroom, and this is what I told God. I cried, and when I was done, God slapped me. You know how your kid cries, and then God just says, stupid. You know, you did. Because I cried, and I said, Mukama, nangenjagalambere and God said, but you're stupid. Bah, bah. Said, how do you be with the people for this long and you never ask them? I wiped my tears and I went to the table and I started to learn. Now I'm at a point where I can send shopping for my parents anytime. The first time I took my father to get specs, I was feeling like I own Kampala. Eh? <laughs> he said, should I take this one? I said, anyone, any you want to take. <laughs> Moses said that the men who are poor at Tebakwana are telling us that you don't have any reason. Yeah, yeah. And by chinders here, we mean anything. And those who have understood, really, they've understood. Yeah. Yeah. Bobo Yala, eh? Yeah. So, children of God, this is what I see. By the way, this is what I see when I see the church. This is what I see, and this is what I want to happen. I want us to be able to meet every need, to abound at every occasion. I want when a, a believer comes in our midst and they don't have capital, like that's what I see. I see us changing the face of this city. Right now, you know, he was talking about value and God using you to change. There is a brother that is in the UK and he really wants to establish restaurants and things like that. And he can't come here. And now after my seven, eight hard years of learning this, I've become a consultant. He's paying me a lot of money to be able to establish for him this chain. 
So I was telling Brand the other day that all the money Uni's kitchen hasn't been able to pay me in those years is coming to me in one year. When you have the skill, when you have the value, I told you yesterday alone from speaking engagements how much I was able to get. But Ndeja University pays me one million shillings for a weekend of teaching three hours. That's a good place to be. So I think each one of us needs to write down what is that you're going to do. So many instructions have come from here. And for me, I've been doing those things. When they say, let's go for missions, I say, we are going to go. When they say 20%, I say, on top of all the other percentages, we are going to do. When they say, let us, let us do some to-do lists. Do something you're going to do this week. I mean, these guys even have 3%. <laughs> they have 3% towards, uh, what did they call it? I, I forget the word, but when people come, like when guys are moving in Chikubo with Kenyans and uh, Congolese and whatever, when Congolese are looking for a place to buy, there will be these guys in Chikubo who will say, come I show you the shop. Eh? So these guys will just enter your shop and bring the person. So these guys have some money that they keep on an account, commissions or something, and they give these guys. Why won't those guys bring everybody who comes to Chikubo to your shop? calculator. Can you afford to give away any commission? Now, one day, and, and when they say that as like, Eunice, because there are times they offload containers, eh? and half of the container, a Congolese has already bought it before they offload, before they go on social media to advertise. And then they have 5% towards holiday. Yeah. Now, some of you go to Dubai, in Dubai. Over what, what, what? We are talking about guys who can afford to go to the UK and spend a month with the family and rent an apartment and just be. And then they take their kids to see all these things your kids just read about in Nile English course. What do, what do you see? I've been there. What do we see in Dubai? Uh -huh. Now, a friend of mine actually who was paid for by Watoto Church to go to Dubai for a trip, I think she, her sale was the best or whatever. She told me she met a guy in Dubai because Watoto, Watoto um, checked her in as VVVIP. So the owner of the company was like, eh, this VVVIP, I have to take her around. And she told us that the guy told her that he makes $10 million a year selling sand. So my friend didn't understand it. My friend said, what do you mean selling sand? He said, I just sent a sand experience. And he said, Amolo is booked four years ahead. That sand which you go to play in. Some Philistine makes 10 million US dollars a year selling sand. A sand experience. Like you go, a motor can you say, Then you, when you're back, you take a picture. Pastor, but people, 
do, make a to-do list. I have mine. I have already made certain decisions. We've changed so many things in Uni's kitchen in the last two years. So many. So many. It is such a beautiful thing sitting there and my staff call me and they've made a sale here. They've made a sale there. They call me and they say, we are banking this much. It is such a beautiful feeling. But I had to make decisions. The, the things happening in my business life are not miracles. I pray a lot, but they are not miracles. They are principles. They are principles. So children of God, make a to-do list. As a family, make a to-do list. Make a to-do list. I can share those percentages. I can share them because I still have them on WhatsApp. But to look to some, to choose some of an angle, to choose some. Ekazeta kazonaze tulide, ezimu tuzimalide zawariku breakfast. Like some of us, that we've put the nail at breakfast time. For me, these principles, I'm going away with everything. And I'm asking God, okay, I've been doing this, what can I change? I've been doing that, what else can I change? I've been doing this, how much more can I do it? That is, that is the dialogue I'm having with God. And I want to be here next year or a few months from now, and I want to bring a testimony. That is really what I want. When I was at Airtel yesterday and I said many things, when they posted online, of course, there are some words they used that I didn't use. Many people came on the post and they said, one person said, motivational speakers, don't listen to them, they lie. But I was shocked that so many people who knew me from different areas came and they were like, I know that person. This is what they are talking about. People came in my inbox that I don't know and they were like, I know you, I know what you're talking about. And that is exactly, you know, I, I sent away church one recently. They came to me and they wanted me to go and teach. And, and, and the first thing they told me before I said maybe I could go at no cost, they said, but you know, we are young church. We cannot afford. But then the pastor had said big words. Eh? And then I said, I said, I can't come. And I told Brenda, I said, the church should stop telling us God is able when they can't pay their bills. Like you don't have any more authority to stand here. For example, we can't send financial dominion. For many years. Like Chigwe. You understand? So I, I, I said, no. I'm tired of this kind of Christianity. Where people say things that are not there. You're calling people for Simani abundance conference. Death must die. Those things. Simanya, uh, well, Simanya, poverty must die. I said, no. Poverty has to first die with you before you call me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.